taken a couple days to finally get to this review which will be exciting i'm excited we are doing this specific topic but um if i get this out in time it will be (laughs) a miracle (laughs) yeah we we've definitely had a rough week this week but i i was kind of happy for it because it gave me a little bit more time to get ready for this episode because i made sure to because we're doing a tv series Mm -hmm. um today but I had made sure to watch a few episodes out of every season but I hadn't really had a chance to get to the movies that were included in the series and I really wanted to watch them so it worked out because I wanted to I wanted to get those in (laughs) I'm so glad that you did too and it will make more sense once we get into the review yes before we get started is there anything you wanted to open up this episode with so I've been having a really lovely week this week. I know we said that we were stressed out and like working hard, but um, beyond that, I have gotten all of my Christmas decorations out and it's oh, made yeah. me feel super happy, super excited. I just love Christmas season. I know Thanksgiving hasn't even happened yet, but I don't care. It's Christmas now. <laughs> and probably one of my favorite things that has happened so far that has gotten me into like the Christmas spirit and mood was... I was making hot cocoa like we've discussed on our (laughs) Halloween podcast but now I'm making Christmas themed hot cocoa and I was like I really need I really need some cookies to go with my hot cocoa because I feel like that makes it a little bit more Christmassy and my husband brought home Pokemon Oreo cookies and I (laughs) wanted to cry. Because I I got one box of these when they first came out and I haven't seen them since. I thought they were done. I didn't think anybody had any more. And he got me two boxes of them. So, Well, no, it's crazy. I am not a person that really likes Oreos. I'm not either. I'm not a crazy chocolate fanatic. Like I love milk chocolate, Reese's cups and everything. But for some reason, Oreos, I just like the inside. But... When I did see that they released the Pokemon editions, I didn't know if it was limited or not, but somebody I know, a few people, they had found a Mew Oreo. I'm and- so jealous. Yeah, and they're selling that one cookie for a load of cash, and I'm thinking, it reminds me of back in 2000s when McDonald's had the Abraham Lincoln French fry. Do you remember? Oh my that? God, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen I've seen people trying to sell the Mew cookie for ridiculous prices. I even saw somebody had like photoshopped the cookie into one of those PSA rating things <laughs> that they put the cards in. Yeah. And I just thought that was funny. Uh, I'm really hoping that in one of my two boxes of Oreo cookies that I I have my Mew in there somewhere I'm not gonna sell mine I'm going to admire mine for a moment and then I'm going to dunk it in my coffee and eat it (laughs) yeah it's one of those fun little pop culture things such as when the Mandalorian first came out I think it was season one or two but they came out with the cereal that had Grogu on it and it (laughs) We had bought it just because I said, oh, yay, the Grogu is on the cereal. It's the Grogu cereal. And I admired the box for about maybe a week or so and ate the cereal and called it a day. 
I got some Pikachu Pokemon cereal a while back that just like had like little Pikachu marshmallows in it. And I think I ate two bowls of it. And I was like, I don't even like this. Why did I buy it? It's always those really sugary, bad cereals. I yeah. wish they could just do a healthy one. It doesn't have to be like entirely healthy, but like it doesn't have to be gross. Can we just like have a nice cereal with Pikachu in it? <laughs> or or Grogu in it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Adults yeah. like to have fun too. Oh yeah. Never grow up. It's a trap. <laughs> totally. <laughs> no pun intended either. <laughs> oh my gosh, this coffee that I'm drinking right now is maple flavored. I feel like Buddy the Elf would really like this coffee <laughs> that I'm drinking right now because it is it's Dunkin' Donuts maple waffle flavor and it's so freaking delicious i've heard a lot of good things about the dunkin donuts coffee and i know that starbucks is the one where really people are trying to inspire to hit starbucks status and i would say from what i've heard that dunkin donuts and then also mcdonald's coffee is pretty good but i don't drink coffee so i can't give my input i don't want to sound crazy you know me to be a a huge starbucks drinker i've Love Starbucks forever. I always am getting Starbucks coffee for for myself. I'm switching over to Dunkin' Donuts. (laughs) I don't think I want to buy Starbucks coffee anymore. I actually was at the store the other day and they had the little clearance section with the coffee. And I was like, oh yes, I got to get my coffee on clearance because it's so much cheaper. And they had pumpkin spice left. And I'm very basic if anybody couldn't tell already. Uh, But they had some pumpkin spice in the clearance section. I was like, oh, great, perfect. This is great for me. And they had a bag of Dunkin' Donuts and a bag of Starbucks pumpkin spice. And I picked up the Dunkin' Donuts one and I left the Starbucks one there. Oh, man. Yeah, um, Starbucks definitely has some competition now. I think Dunkin' Donuts tastes better. It really does. And and to answer your question, Nikki, McDonald's is garbage. I get McDonald's (laughs) every now and then when I'm going through their drive-through like early in the morning and I'm just like, I'm like, I just give me a, a sausage McGriddle and just that's it. And one coffee, please. Like just trying to get through the drive-through quick, yeah. and that coffee tastes burnt. Oh, it's man. not good. It's mm-mm. no. Well, that's how I don't understand the appeal where people will sit there and say they absolutely love Starbucks's hot chocolate. I do not like their hot chocolate. I think it tastes disgusting and yeah, it's bitter and chalky in my opinion. Sorry, Starbucks. <laughs> no, I've always been a huge fan of their chai tea latte and um, their caramel macchiato, but I've been drinking Dunkin' Donuts for, I want to say like about a month now, and it's so much sweeter. Yeah. It just tastes so much better. Sorry, Starbucks, but you're a little bitter. People don't like coffee that tastes like coffee. Are you silly? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Spoilers ahead. If you haven't watched this week's show or movie, stop now. Go back and watch it and come back when you have seen it. Otherwise, we will see you all soon. (laughs) All right. All right. I'll I will introduce what we're what we're talking about today. So do 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 do. It's Rugrats. I'm so happy that we're talking about Rugrats today when I got onto Paramount Plus, which I was so happy that you wanted to watch it because I was like a reason to use Paramount Plus because I got this and I don't think I've used it since I watched Spongebob. (laughs) (laughs) 
but I got on there and just hearing the theme song again like just filled me like with this nostalgia like the only thing that could have made it better is if I like had popped in an orange VHS tape to get it going yes yes. oh a hundred percent I think this episode will be an exciting episode for all 90s kids alike just because the Rugrats is just so iconic for the 90s time and it's something we both grew up with. I would say even my older sister watched it a few times and it's just something that I think everybody knew and watched this show. And if you haven't, definitely go check out the original series. I haven't watched the reboot yet. Don't watch the reboot. Just watch the original. (laughs) Okay, so I went and watched two, three episodes of this new reboot. And it definitely, like, keeps the heart of the original show where it's, like, you know, very much just the world through the mind of an imaginative baby or yeah. three-year-old so uh, it, it still very much keeps that but it was just so awful to look at it just Aww. and I'm saying that knowing that Rugrats originally didn't necessarily look great as far as animation went it was a very very kind of sloppy type of animation it really only got looked really really good for the movies Um, And even then it was just that style was, again, just like it had like a very childlike look, almost like babies were, were animating it for you. Um, No, not saying anything bad about the animators though. I love it. But um, yeah, it's just, it was just not nice to look at. And I could just be very picky about 3D animation and the way that it looks, but. I think chiming in that is it's a really sad thing to think about too that a lot of cartoon animators nowadays with original concepts I feel and even reboots are trying to do a lot of this CGI 3D animation like the new Spongebob show that came out on Paramount Mm -hmm. Plus the Camp Coral I think it's called. Me personally I think it is very stunning to see that kind of animation and it's great how far we've come in time but there's something about the original kind of cartoon line drawing that just feels very close to home if that makes any sense yes I definitely feel like getting to watch things that at least look like they've been traditionally animated versus looking more CGI animated I I feel like they give a different feeling than 3D animation does and and not to like completely crap on CGI or say that CGI is entirely bad I think it can do amazing when it's done well like Pixar's always used it very well Mm -hmm. a lot of Disney movies use it very well nowadays Um, there have been a few things that have hit Netflix that are just amazing to watch and they're CGI animated but at, at the same time, there's a lot of things that use it. And it's like the cheap, easy way, I guess, to yeah. animate versus traditional animation. And it you can feel how cheap it was to animate it. And it's like they're not even trying to make it look good. They were just like, well, I told the computer to do the thing and it did the thing. And it's like, yeah. well, could you at least make it look smooth or look good or something? I, I don't know. Just yeah, a lot definitely. of it doesn't it doesn't look very good. And I don't want to look at it. <laughs> It's it is very interesting and I have to go back to the original reason of why I had brought up and said, hey, let's do Rugrats. I have been on such a binge of rewatching all of 
the 90s TV shows that we used to watch as kids. So I've, I'm going through the list. I watched <laughs> Rocket Power. Um, yes. I <laughs> forgot about Rocket Power. Power. Yeah. We should totally do an episode on that show too. But yes. that, uh, Fairly Odd Parents. Mm. I'm eventually going to get to Jimmy Neutron, uh, mm-hmm. Ren and Stimpy, the whole lineup, the whole 90s kids lineup. And I'm currently on Rugrats. And I, as a kid, loved this show. And for anybody that's not familiar with what Rugrats is, in a nutshell, it is about a bunch of babies that you see through their eyes where they're on all of these different type of ventures and just the way things look through a baby's eyes and the way they envision things. And they have gone in so many different directions with this series And it's just been fun to watch them grow, especially from the first season where it was strictly you're seeing the outside of the babies versus like season two and season three, where it really gets into their imagination. Yes. And then just all the different points in the show where different characters got introduced. And when we got to the movie, the very first Mm -hmm. movie and... Dill was introduced, which by the way, really Dill Pickles, you should not be parents. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're going to get on the whole parenting thing. That is a huge thing I want to talk about with this series as well. <laughs> well, that's that's going on the top of the list of, of what the hell. <laughs> but um, when Dill got introduced and, and we got to see like the whole, what it's like to get a younger sibling as the baby and then there was the second movie in Paris where Chucky finally got a mom and a sister. And that was that whole story. And just like just those different points in the show where different like really important people got introduced and different yeah. little concepts for the babies. It was a lot of fun. It was just a for fun sure. little show. And just the pun game. Yeah. The pun game in this show. The things that went over my head as a kid versus re-watching this as an adult, wow. I was <laughs> laughing out loud. It's so funny. It's so funny. And so much of it is raunchy. And like some yeah. of it just like comes out of the baby's mouth. And you're just like, you don't even know what you're saying. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Especially specific characters and the jokes, especially between the parents, like Stu and Drew and their antics and everything. Mm-hmm. So getting into some of the characters, my favorite has always been Tommy. I have always been a Tommy diehard fan. And as I've gotten older, I love Susie. She is probably one of my other favorites as well. Mm-hmm. And I think E.G. Daly, who's played Tommy since day one, what I love about these shows is how they bring in these adults to play kids or babies. And that's what's just so fascinating to me about voice actors is how they can tweak their voices to do that, especially looking at who plays Dill, Tara Strong, who Mm -hmm. is also the voice of Timmy Turner, Bubbles, (laughs) and I love Tara Strong. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Oh my God. She's amazing. And you're right. Like just the amazing things that they can do with their voices. And my favorite thing about Tommy in particular is probably just that, come on, just like, I can't, I can't recreate it, but just like that high pitch that he gets in his voice. 
it's so great and it does like such a wonderful job of bringing Tommy as a character I absolutely adore it I think there are a lot of amazing episodes and as a kid watching this it was just so amazing getting to see these kids get into these crazy antics and all of these different things such as like what we used to do as a kid such as the simplest things like the one episode where they have this box and it goes from house to house where Stu is building this like kitty carnival mm-hmm. and it comes to be where the kids didn't want the kitty carnival. They literally just wanted this box where he brings all these boxes in. And for me, I did that as a kid. Take these big boxes and draw on them and play in them and make forts. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I absolutely love that the the imagination that they give to each of the different characters and and the babies and and the kids on the show cuz it is so reminiscent of what it was like to be a kid and yeah. and just to to really just see something like one of my favorite things about the show is the way that they will show you just like a, a completely mundane object or thing presented to the babies, which like can be like a playground toy or or some kind of building structure or just just again completely mundane stuff, and then it'll immediately morph and change into this like wild jungle or this this incredibly tall tower with this Mm -hmm. amazing toy at the top of it and just the process that goes through their head to to get there is just amazing and I love to see it come to life in this show and it's probably spawned one of my favorite theories about Tommy is that he's actually the doctor from Doctor Who. I have not heard that theory. I've heard some interesting theories about this show but not that one. Yes, yeah, so this is a um, one I haven't heard for a while. It's like a pretty old theory, but the theory is is that Tommy is the baby doctor or the doctor as a baby, and the the big reasoning behind it is because he has all of his companions that he goes on adventures with and has a lot of fun with. But the the thing that really helps him get these adventures going and helps him get out of trouble is his handy dandy screwdriver that he always has with him, just like just like the doctor right let alone how does he just have that in his diaper all the time no less Mm -hmm. exactly so he's he's doctor who (laughs) i think there is so many magical things about this show exactly as you're saying where we do get to see through the eyes of babies and toddlers and then they also show the side of what really is happening yes so again going back to exactly one of the episodes very similar to what you were saying is where angelica has her circus and she turns the playground with just a single sheet or blanket or something and that's what we see but then through their eyes they see this huge carnival tent (laughs) (laughs) yes and another really great example is when they do go to Paris and Mm -hmm. Chucky is like coming up with the idealized version of what his new mom can be like and they they go as far as to think that animatronic woman at the top of that that tower in the amusement park is his new mom and just the just the amount of imagination and what i also really like is they really give i would say a wide range of characters and emotions and feelings from these kids so Mm -hmm. we have tommy who is obviously the leader and the brave one 
Chucky, who is the scaredy cat, who's always like, I don't think this is such a good idea, guys. Mm. Uh, Bill and Lil, who eat bugs, dirt, worms, anything and everything. They are just living their best life. They do not care. (laughs) I mean, there's so many characters that are so great. And again, with the additions later on, such as when they do add Susie and her family. Mm -hmm. I think Susie was an amazing addition to the show. I loved Susie so much because I could not stand Angelica. (laughs) Yes, that's definitely, she is the one that would not put up with Angelica's shenanigans Mm -hmm. and basically called her out for what it was and then again you get to somebody like angelica who's trying to run the show but she gets in trouble a lot of the time and i do find it very interesting i don't know if you noticed this when you were watching through the different seasons where season one angelica is very menacing and evil and then by i would say season three four they really lightened her character up Mm-hmm. I definitely noticed that and I do almost feel like that's like them trying to show that that she's growing not even just as like a character but just like as a as a kid because mm-hmm. she started out like a little bit more selfish and yeah. to her these babies were just taking up we we were going to talk about the parenting like especially her mom and dad they're not really paying attention to her she doesn't really get the attention she really wants and now it's getting taken up by all these babies and she's obviously spoiled a little bit like it's not okay but understandable why she was the way that she was but then to see her and having again having to do that on her own because the parents really are not there to pay attention and to help direct them in a in a good way having to figure out on her own that the way she's treating the babies isn't necessarily nice and that she should be softer on them and be more empathetic towards them is is really nice to see in her character. Other than that, though, she's annoying and I can't stand her. (laughs) It was, I would say, probably more towards, and again, I could see the argument where some people didn't like this series. I enjoyed the All Grown Up series But that is where I really liked Angelica more. She came into her own and really, obviously, they're preteens. So Mm. she's she's still spoiled in that sense, but she's not as child bratty. Mm -hmm. But I would say they really make her more human in that sense in the All Grown Up series, such as one episode in particular I watched a little bit ago was where... One of the, I don't know, I think they were seventh graders or eighth graders where they were being mean to her and bullying her. And one of the girls had a party on the same day as her party and made her life miserable. And again, it was one of those things that you really got to see Angelica defeated, where I don't know if we got to see that too much in the original Rugrats series. We get to see it like every now and then, but not too, too often. And it was more so like kind of to put Angelica back in her place of like, yes. hey, like you can't actually behave like this. It's right. it's bad. <laughs> but I definitely loved Susie getting introduced because I felt like having just the one older child be nothing but a brat and just like be rude to the babies like I didn't I didn't enjoy watching that as a kid myself as I I guess I felt attacked as the older sibling (laughs) 
but it, Susie was a, a much nicer addition because I just like the way that she was a lot more compassionate towards the babies, a lot more understanding to the fact that, hey, they're uh, babies. <laughs> and she just was a lot, seemed a lot more intelligent than Angelica did. I think it also gave Angelica some competition mm-hmm. in that sense of, hey, you're not the only three-year-old and you have to share and it's not always about you, Missy. <laughs> yes, exactly. Exactly. So I want to say that probably out of the two films, the Paris, the Rugrats in Paris film is probably my favorite out of the two, just because mm-hmm. I think the whole setup is perfect where it's funny because as a kid, you don't really catch where there's an episode that's, I think, so many episodes before the movie comes out where Stu is saying, I'm inventing the next biggest great invention of this. It's the reptar that he's making. Yeah. And He's like, yeah, they might want to fly us out to France or something. And let me also add, if you're getting called to go to Paris for a job, they're not going to fly your whole entire family and friends out. It's just going to be you. (laughs) Right, right. Especially in the movie when he actually gets the call and they make the trip out to Paris. The way he just like answers it and he's just like, not hearing them at all like oh the reptar's doing great oh you want me to come out there with my friends and family you got it just like so you woke up the next morning and they just agreed oh yeah you misheard us but yeah we'll go ahead and pay for your whole friends and family to come out it's fine wasn't even working they were mad at him i don't understand i know right i think the thing about that movie too is going back to what you were saying is we got to see such a huge moment in the series where Chucky finally gets a mom where he always had a mom she unfortunately passed away when he was really young and just there's so many tearjerk moments in that film especially the whole moment where they're on the plane and that song starts playing where it's like I want a mom that will last forever I had to skip over that as an adult because I just felt it (laughs) coming I was I was completely caught off guard and I felt personally attacked (laughs) I was watching it and they were doing the wedding scene yeah so they were doing that whole wedding scene and they do the dance with the moms and the and the kids and I was like oh this sucks and then when Chucky's dad came around and just picked him up and was like you want to go home and they went home I was just sitting there like I'm not crying I'm not crying that was really hard to watch and I skipped over that whole ending of the flight too and then Mm. the whole ending where finally Chucky says his first word where it's like no where he's ruining the wedding from Chaz and Coco or whatever her name was. Mm -hmm. You really see where Kimmy's mom was there the whole time and everything got messed up. But I think it's just a beautiful way that they go from the opening of the movie to the closing of it, where finally he gets a mommy that he's wanted this whole time. Yes. Another really great moment, speaking of good moments for Angelica, was when she finally had her moment of realization and decided to tell Chucky and the rest of the babies about her involvement in helping the evil lady trick 
Chucky's dad. And just that whole scene right right before she finally opens up and tells them everything where he's just like, no, you don't understand. Like, I want a mom and I can't have this, this woman who doesn't even like me as a mom. And it was just, but also just a really good moment for Angelica. The thing that's sad about that whole dynamic in the film is that there are really people like that out in the world that strictly marry into for whatever reason, whether it be for work purposes to make them look good at work, money, just in general. There's people like that out in the world and it sucks. And it sucks that it got to be... In the sense to, again, this is a fake character, but it happened to Chucky and I'm glad that it didn't go anywhere though, that obviously it worked out the way it needed to. Honestly, and even not even just Chucky, like Chucky's dad is kind of a pushover. I mean, they make a huge point about that in the movies that mm-hmm. he's so, he's just so desperate to to have somebody love him that he's willing to just like be walked all over to, to yeah. make that happen. And so- he really doesn't deserve that. He deserves somebody in his life that's going to appreciate the fact that he literally just wants to bend over backwards to to be good to the person he loves in his life. So I'm definitely happy for both of them that it didn't work out <laughs> with, the, yeah. with the evil witch versus the, the beautiful princess. For sure. I've asked one of my friends who is French and I asked, how accurate is this movie? And obviously she said no. <laughs> Can we talk about the end though, where the ladies are like, God, I can't think of her name. The evil lady, her dress gets all like torn up and ripped apart and her panties are showing. And like, I remember watching it as a kid and seeing her panties and being like, those really aren't panties. Like, what is he saying? Like, I can see her underpants. And now like, I'm watching it as an adult and I'm like she was wearing full lingerie under her wedding dress they were just like put it in the kids movie (laughs) I will add and say I kind of liked the wedding dress maybe if the train wasn't so obnoxiously long and okay I like obnoxious trains (laughs) I mean I like a long train but that was a little much (laughs) (laughs) I did think that her her dress was actually very nice but I also like giant long trains I really liked that they brought Kimmy in because essentially she is like the female version of Tommy. I love that moment in the in the movie where they're off on an adventure and she's like, let's get out of the car and go do this thing and go find your mommy and blah, blah, blah. And he's just like, oh no, another Tommy. Yeah. <laughs> and there's just so many other mentionable characters, especially I would say the parents as well, if we're going to get into the characters. So- talking about the parents and getting into this as a kid there were so many things that obviously I didn't notice went way over my head but as an adult watching this they lost them so many times like how do you keep letting grandpa Lou watch them when he falls asleep (laughs) right (laughs) I I don't know what we were missing after the first movie, but for anyone that doesn't know about the first movie, the kids go missing in this huge forest and aren't found for like two, three days or something. We don't know. So let me try and put this into perspective. If I had a friend that watched my kid and my kids went missing into the forest, I would probably never let them watch my kids again. But yet still, they drop the kids off at their house. (laughs) For one thing, if it was me and I was letting like my grandparent, I love 
I love my grandparents to death. And if y'all are listening, if I ever have a baby and I let you babysit it and you lose them in the woods for two days, I'm going to look for a home to put you in. (laughs) There are so many things about this series that, again, rewatching it now, such as one episode in particular from season one was when they were going to the Grand Canyon. Dee and Stu, Tommy and Angelica, where Angelica and Tommy are in the tire shop how did Stu not know that they were gone that whole time (laughs) right they're just so oblivious and just do not pay attention at all and it's just for one thing how did you not get them taken away for another thing how were they alive yeah yeah (laughs) or even let alone in the first movie where Drew comes over and he's dropping Angelica off and I don't remember what him and Stu get into an argument about but he leaves the door wide open when there's babies in the house that could just walk out the front door. Right? It's just so ridiculous. And why do they keep depending on the little baby corral? Yeah. Why do they still depend on that? They've broken out of it how many times? How many times? See, that's the thing that I have to try and take into account when I rewatch shows like these that I watched as a kid is just, it's for the kids' mind to watch. You know, it's made for kids. And adults, obviously, that were watching it then said, okay, this is not realistic. This is horrible. And <laughs> you just got to step back and be like, okay, yeah, it's it's a kid's show. <laughs> and I don't want to make it sound like my parents put me in front of a television sometimes and we're just like, this will do the job. Um, but <laughs> uh, I feel like it was also just like trying to be a satire-esque like commentary on the fact that parents could pay attention a little bit more, maybe just yeah. a little bit more, especially with Angelica's parents. Because I argue that a lot of the reason that she behaved that the way the way that she did, I said this earlier in the episode, was because her parents just weren't there. They, she, they were yeah. just too busy. Her mom was too busy being a boss lady. And then her dad just was too busy arguing with her uncle half of the time to to really pay attention to her and help guide her in a less mean, I guess, <laughs> path. Uh, but, you know, I it was still just silly and fun and just meant to to be something to to kind of giggle at yeah for sure especially adding on to that one episode that I think of exactly as you're saying where there's so much we could get into with this episode but the one episode where Charlotte says to her okay if you're quiet for this amount of time until noon or something I will get you this play set and then her dad also bribes her to be quiet but One scene in particular in that episode was when the doorbell rings and Drew and Stu are watching TV and he asks his three-year-old child to go answer the front door by herself. (laughs) Right? What are you thinking? While we're on the subject of Angelica, I just want to, I want to take a moment to honorably mention Cynthia. Yes. (laughs) The, the amount of love that she gave to this, just, decrepit <laughs> decrepit Barbie doll I and what kills me about it is like I watched this with Angelica and like I can identify with this like probably more than anything else on the show is because I had my very own Cynthia like not obviously not from the show but I had a Barbie doll 
that was just wearing like a too short dress that was like bright pink and it looked like a jammy set and mm. honestly she kind of looked like she looked a bit like a hooker if I'm being entirely <laughs> honest and I I loved her so much and I I named her loving Barbie which Aww. my mom and my stepdad were like oh because she looked like a hooker and then I named her loving Barbie <laughs> and they were like oh yeah she she probably is <laughs> But um, it didn't take long for her to start looking a bit like Cynthia did, where like chunks of hair were missing, like her dress just was covered in stains because it was like a velvety dress too. So it just like attracted dirt. So I I had my own Cynthia doll and I just love the the amount of love and the fact that she never lost her beauty in Angelica's eyes. Right? Especially the one episode where Tommy and Chucky use Cynthia as a little captain for a boat they make and she goes through the ringer where she gets lost and goes through so much grime and the sewage and she finally comes back. But the one thing I'll say that I never quite understood about Cynthia is I get that she's missing half of her hair, but I just want to know how is Cynthia's hair sticking up all perfect and straight all crazy like that (laughs) I I don't know Angelica must be using some kind of kind of product but um, (laughs) yeah I just assume it's got to be like the dirt and just a bunch of grime in there also I even though like it's like sticking straight up I think it's like supposed to be kind of like how it'll like get poofed up Mm-hmm. And just like start sticking out in wild directions. Maybe not necessarily straight, but in, in ridiculous and wild directions. <laughs> yeah. Oh boy. Are there any specific episodes that are your favorite? Um, I I don't think so as far as like the TV show went. I, I did love the show and I watched it whenever I got a chance, but the thing that always is the most nostalgic for me uh, for Rugrats is always going to be the movies because I didn't have cable growing up. So again, I would just like watch this when I was like at friends' houses or sleepovers and stuff like that. But I did go see the movies in theaters and I did have the VHS tapes of the movies as well. So I got to watch those all the time. So I would have to say that the movies are probably my favorite episode. <laughs> and I definitely prefer the second one, the Paris movie, to the first movie as well. Same, yeah. My favorite episode, because I actually have two, because I owned them on VHS and I feel I might have watched them the most, but the one where they go to Las Vegas, because I've been to Las Vegas quite a few times and... I feel in the sense that they didn't obviously do a real hotel, but they got the vibe of Las Vegas pretty spot on with the craziness. Mm -hmm. And then my other favorite one would be a Christmas holiday episode that they did where they all go up north to a cabin and Angelica is being Angelica where she thinks that, oh, I need to be good because Santa's going to come bring me coal and... At the end of the episode, Santa actually does come and get <laughs> what she wants, but there is coal in her little Cynthia house. I think it was in the garage, but 
uh yeah those are those are definitely great episodes there's a lot of other mentionable oh oh oh, you know what I did I did just think of one of my favorite episodes just because it has like probably my favorite line in it through the whole show and it's the one where Stu has to take care of Angelica throughout the whole episode and he ends up like losing his mind just like trying to to fill every demand that she has and he's up in the middle of the night making chocolate pudding and his wife comes in the room she's like Stu what are you doing he's like I'm making chocolate pudding she's like it's four o'clock in the morning why on earth are you making chocolate pudding he's like I've lost control of my life and then she doesn't even want the chocolate pudding by the time he's finished it (laughs) that was probably one of the most key Angelica episodes like Mm -hmm. one of the perfect episodes to explain Angelica in a nutshell (laughs) yes yes and I just absolutely love that episode that line kills me just lost control of my life (laughs) I think that's happened to a lot of people with specific circumstances in their lives. <laughs> we've all we've all been up at 4 a.m. making chocolate pudding at some point. <laughs> yeah. Also, big bag of popcorn. I don't know if we're giving bags of popcorn for this, but this deserves a big bag of popcorn. Of course we are. We are going to definitely give our ratings. I mean, we <laughs> kind of went all over the place with just talking about the show as a whole and the movies, but it... I think it's just it's ritual for us. Yeah, yeah. So what are what kind of what kind of rating are you going to give the Rugrats as a whole? If I put all of the logic aside, I'm giving the show a large bag of popcorn just because it's nostalgic for me and I just think it's a fun series to watch at least once in your life if you haven't seen it whether you're a 90s kid or not. And it's just something that you can always look back on and it kind of gives you a big old hug and makes you kind of relive your childhood again. So I would say strictly based on nostalgia for me, it's large bag. I'm definitely going to give it a large bag of popcorn as well. I think it has a lot to offer as far as just like being a fun kid show. I feel like there's a lot of satire and good, good jokes in it as far as um the parents again like kind of being oh yeah not not a, not as hands on as they should be and just just the way that they portray the the imagination of the babies and the kids i just think it's a lot of fun uh the pun game in it is just absolutely amazing and phenomenal i think there's a lot of really good jokes there not just for for the kiddos but also just for the adults as well so i think it's a really good cartoon as far as crossing the lines as far as age you could watch it at really any age and get some kind of enjoyment out of it and though i'm sure a lot of it is nostalgia i again will just hear that theme song and it just makes me happy and it does feel like a little hug and just a reminder to be to be a kid at heart I, i i don't think it's too much nostalgia i do think it's just that good of a show and you should give it a watch whether you're a 90s kid or not For sure, for sure. Well, next week, we do not have a new episode, everybody, because it is the holidays coming up. It's Thanksgiving, but we are not going to live everyone high and dry. We do have a fun bonus episode coming your way. And we have a couple more reviews as well coming in December. And that's a wrap for season two, everybody. We were so happy to have you along for the ride while we talked about all kinds of TV shows and movies. And I had a 
blast this season, Nikki. So I can't wait to get into the holiday stuff, take a little break so that we can eat a lot of food, spend some time with our loved ones, but then watch some holiday movies together. I'm excited. Definitely. And then we'll bring more exciting content coming season three. (laughs) (laughs) Well, until next time then. Bye. If you like Two Girls, One Review, go subscribe wherever it is that you listen to your podcasts. Baby's gotta do what a baby's gotta do!